Welcome home, spiritual human. I'm your host, Stacey McGee, and you are listening to the Spirit Fluent Podcast, a gathering place for spiritual humans, where each week we talk about becoming fluent in all things spiritual. Welcome back, spiritual humans. Today, I wanted to talk about medical intuition and religious deconstruction. And I know it sounds a little odd to put those together, but let's roll with it here. So as a medical intuitive, people often ask me about what it's like to be a medical intuitive, how long have I been a medical intuitive, and all those nitty gritty details. And you know, when I think back on that story, honestly, I've been a medical intuitive as long as I could remember. I knew things about people, about their emotions, about their physical state. And I remember pointing out to my parents that a certain person was a bad person. And they wouldn't believe me. And I I think one story that, you know, I haven't really told much about comes back to me from childhood. I I did some energy healing with my awesome friend, uh, Dr. Becky Wetchel. And during that session, we kind of unlocked some memories that were suppressed from traumas. And during that session, I had a remembering, uh, a remembering and that remembering was of a neighbor. I I think I was eight, maybe nine. And we had a neighbor down the street. He was actually my best friend at the time's uncle. And he had this cool basement that was full of video games and ping pong and like everything that kids would want. Um, except for he was not a good person. He was a predator. And I remember my sister wanting to go to this guy's house. And I remember telling her, no, like, no, this man's a bad man. He's a bad person. She goes, no, he looks like Santa Claus and he's so nice. And, you know, he said we could come play his video games. Right. Uh, and uh, at first I refused to go with her and then I felt this need to protect her. And I've always had this need to protect my siblings. I've many times stood in the middle of them in danger. And this was, I think one of those first times that I can remember was doing that and coming with my sister, not because I wanted to, but because I wanted to protect her. Um, and I, I'm sure that you guys can read between the lines and figure out what happened between there. Um, suffice to say that there were police reports involved. Um, and that is, I think, a very profound experience when you think about me being a medical intuitive, because one of the things involved in being a medical intuitive, at least for me and my personal experience, is feeling everything from everyone and putting myself in a place where 
I'm in physical pain many times during my readings and continuing to put myself in danger for others. And if you guys heard the past episode of how I experienced that TIA last week, I I knew that was coming. Spirit warned me, but I, I was just kind of like, fuck it. I don't care. I just want to help people. And I've always had that need within me to help people, to help people heal, to help people understand themselves. And I've always understood people and, and things that were going wrong with them. I would point out, oh, this person is sick and they have a problem with their liver. And, you know, even as a young child or, you know, pointing out at school that a, a little girl that was bullying me was doing it because her mother was mean to me. And then I got in trouble because I was mean for saying those things. And, you know, it all kind of comes together and makes sense as a medical intuitive, right? But growing up, I grew up in a Mormon household. And if you don't know about Mormons, you can Google them. Uh, But, you know, it's pretty strict Christian religion. And throughout my religion, you were taught only the prophet, prophet of your church can have revelation, dreams of the future. Um, only men are al- allowed to heal. Women are, are best at home, barefoot and pregnant. And so as a, a child who is born with spiritual gifts, who I as young as I can remember, and my memories of childhood suck, but I can remember having dreams of the future that would happen and come true. I remember, you know, taking care of sick kittens and animals and nursing them back to health, even as a six-year-old. And there is this healer inside of me that always wanted to help people. But then in a religion that was invalidating to the way that I was born was so painful, right? Because not only did I have adults telling me to ignore my intuition, to ignore my spiritual gifts, to, you know, that the ghosts that I saw weren't real and the things that happened weren't real to me. But I also had a religion that basically told me that I was going to go to hell for the experiences that I was having. And, you know, that I think that I know had a significant impact on me and, um, you know, my spiritual gifts. And it, it was just so, I don't know how to explain it detrimental to me. And I, at the point where I got, and I remember this distinctly, and I, I've talked about this before in the past. I had a dream about the tornadoes that hit Joplin, Missouri. And some of you may remember that, or you can Google it where Joplin, Missouri years ago was hit by two tornadoes at once. And I had a dream of that happening and I remember seeing these tornadoes come over a hill and hit this white hospital. And I woke up from this dream 
screaming. And I told my husband, Oh my God, I have to warn them. I have to warn them. And I told him about my dream. And he was like, what are you going to do? Tell, call every town in the Midwest and warn them about a tornado. He goes, nobody's going to believe you. It's not going to make a difference. And, and I became so upset that I had a spiritual gift that I couldn't use in any way that I finally cried out to God. And I was like, why, why am I suffering with this? Why did you give me this when I'm not even allowed to use it in any way to help people? Why was I born like this? Please take it away. And I remember being on the floor crying and take this away from me. I am done with it. And God and the universe, they do. They have a sense of humor. They're like, okay, <laughs> have fun with that. And I, I would say for a good five years, I didn't have to deal with my spiritual gifts. I didn't have dreams anymore. I, I was living in an ignorance is bliss kind of situation. And then I had my spiritual awakening and, you know, I've talked about that a little bit. Um, and I don't know that I'm going to go into that. I think that's another story for another time today. But just to suffice to say, I nearly died and went into the spiritual awakening. And I came out the other side having profound spiritual experiences and then going, okay, now what? And gradually over the years, and, and this happened, I believe it was July 2017, maybe 2016. I, I can never quite remember. Go go look on my Instagram. There's a picture with me and IVs in my arms if you want to go back and look when my spiritual awakening was. But um, I remember just thinking and, and, and being so distraught that I have these spiritual gifts, but my church says I can't use them or I'm going to go to hell. And, 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 and really struggling with that. And I remember finally I got to the point and this was right before I got on TikTok, and it was right after I had dissolved not only my business partnership with my book publishing company, but a friendship that I had had since I was 13 um, and I remember when I left, you know, my friend, ex-best friend, whatever you want to call her was like, you won't be successful without me and hurling all these horrible things at me. And I just remember feeling so lost of like, cause I thought I was there to help her heal and to see, you know, truth and beauty. And, and she just wasn't willing to heal. And all I had to do was work on creating boundaries. But again, I found myself on the floor crying and crying out to God, like, I don't know what to do. You gave me these gifts and I'm not even allowed to use them and I don't know what to do. And I remember almost as if it was a voice of a parent speaking around me saying, you know, to the extent uh, your purpose is much greater than your fears. Go out there and share your gifts and I'll work everything else out in the end. I, and so I took this deep breath, you know, and started sharing who I was 
for really the first time outside of friends and family and acquaintances, my spiritual gifts with the world. And at first really nothing happened. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh my God, you can do what? Oh my God, let me, let me work with you. I want to work with you. I want to know. And they started giving me this beautiful validation as I did started doing readings for people of how accurate I was and how I knew things that they've never told another soul in their life and how even talking to me was so cathartic and healing to them. And it, it spoke to my soul of, Oh my God, this is, I'm doing something. And I, I remember at one point going and talking to the Bishop of my church and telling him about my spiritual gifts, about my experiences and essentially he was like, okay, that's cool, but don't tell anyone they might think you're crazy. Don't tell anyone because you might, um, you know, you might be excommunicated. And there was this huge movement uh, through the past couple years in the Mormon church of excommunicating and disciplining women who were doing what I did, who were doing medical intuition or energy healing or Reiki. And it was like a whole new witch hunt of these women who had these spiritual gifts and they were systematically being shut down and forced to stop something that called to their soul out of fear of going to hell or being kicked out of their church or losing their families and I was actually very blessed. I Where I live, it was not so crazy. We are a little bit more, you know, open-minded. But man, those Utah, Idaho, you know, LDS women, man, they were really hit hard. And I, I started just researching and I found these scriptures. And if you're not Christian, just, just go with us because, you know, this is my deconstruction. This is my experience. And I remember reading in first Corinthians chapter 12 about spiritual gifts and they were talking about, you know, the manifestations of spirit and how we were given messages of knowing knowledge and wisdom. And it didn't say that that was just for men at all. It didn't say it was just for men. It said that all of us were. And I was like, okay. And then it said another was given miraculous powers and the gifts of prophecy and another, the discernment and speaking and, and distinguishing about spirits and speaking of tongues and interpretation of tongues. And that kind of was like, I was, I was broken down for a moment. I was like, wait, hold on. It's right here in the Bible that we're given these gifts and it's not just men, it's women too. And, you know, we are told all of the time, you know, people often quote Leviticus and about, okay, don't work with mediums because of Leviticus, but it just blew me away that it was there in the Bible that 
the discerning of spirits. That's discernment. That's being able to know the difference between good and evil spirits to have communication because not all spirits are evil, right? Some are spirits of our ancestors and our family and they love us and they're there to support us on our journey. And it blew me away. It really blew me away. And I, I felt like I was lied to and you know, I I started praying and asking, should I re- leave this religion? Should I move away from it? And kind of the what the message I got back from God was, you don't need to leave. You don't need to come or go or leave with a hair flip. You can just be. You can just be you. You don't have to leave. You don't have to stay. You can just be you. And continue being you and take what you like and leave what you don't. And that was incredibly powerful to me where I was like, I didn't feel the need to, you know, run or run over and take my names off the church rolls or to not even attend church anymore. Sometimes I still go, but I go with the heart and mind of teach me what I need to know and teach me why I'm still here. And that's been really powerful for me because I don't need someone's permission and I don't need anyone to acknowledge who I am. I can just be, I can just be me, unapologetically me. And that I think has very much helped me with medical intuition because I always had this fear in my heart that what I was doing was going to essentially end me up in hell. <laughs> and I, I realized that sometimes hell is, is a creation of our own making. And I, I read this quote the other day um, and it was, it was posted um, actually on the Instagram page of another, um, of another podcast um, called post Mormon musings. And, um, it really spoke to me and I actually ended up kind of posting it on my Facebook page too. And it said, religion is for people who are afraid of going to hell and spirituality is for those who have already been there. And I can tell you, I've been, I've been through hell and back, you know, I've suffered so many things in my life, abuses and, and harms and depressions and things that, you know, have awakened my spiritual gifts in a very powerful way, but that religion was never able to explain why happened to me. But then as I grew closer to God, creator, spirit, the universe, Gaia, mother earth, the plants, the trees, and those spiritual messages, I began to understand why and how I experienced those things. I understood that through those experiences, now when I work with a client as a medical intuitive who's been sexually assaulted, like I have multiple times, I can feel it instantly in their body. When they've been controlled by a narcissist, I feel the throbbing in my forearms, when they're in fight or flight, I feel the tension in my neck and the pain in my kidneys. You know, when, when they have that, 
worry in their stomach and their guts. I can feel it. And I know them instantly. And I know that their soul knows that I know them. And it's so weird to say, but I have these conversations with their higher self. And I speak to their souls and they tell me things about them. And I relay it to them. And they say things to me like, I've never told a soul about that. How did you know? And it's because I knew them. And, and that is how my medical intuition works. But the religious deconstruction part of this is understanding that religion is a tool to understanding spirituality but it is not the end all be all and that we all have the ability to receive direct revelation. You all have the ability to be a medical intuitive if you wanted to really. Um, and you know, I'm teaching a class on that if you guys are interested on my website, but we all have that ability, but somewhere along the way we have been told sit down, shut up, don't trust your intuition. And people in authority have created doubt in our minds and suppressed our spiritual gifts and our sole purpose through their own conspiring actions or wanting to control or manipulate us. And so I'm not sure what the point of this podcast was today, except for to tell my story and to maybe give you your power back that you don't need to have approval or validation from anyone to be you, to live your purpose. Um, you don't need permission from a church or a religion or a parent. Um, you are born with unique spiritual abilities, just like I was and use them unapologetically follow your path and through that path you will find yourself and this isn't you know a commentary against religion there's a lot of value and community that can be found in religion um and a lot of support that's, that can be beautiful. Um, you know, I see my religion doing good works and helping people, right? But I also see the darker side, the shadow side of how religion creates great harm. And there is a dark and a light to each experience, each entity, things, religions, governments, people in this world. And when you are able to see both sides, you can take what you need and leave what you don't and have a greater understanding of yourself and the world around you. But also you will no longer allow anything or anyone to control who you are and you can just become you without the need of permission or validation from anyone.
you can become a sovereign spiritual human who has the right to exist and to be happy and joyful exactly the way you are without someone telling you what you're doing is okay without the validation and without the fear that you're going to be harmed for being yourself or go to hell for being who you are. And and that I think is a powerful thing. So have a beautiful day, my spiritual humans, and I'll see you again soon. You've been listening to the spirit flow podcast, your continued support means so much to me and I just want you all to know how grateful that I am for you. Uh, I have many resources on my website spiritfluent.com as well as on my YouTube at spiritfluent and I would love to invite you to check out my book My Spiritual Awakening is a Shit Show on Amazon now. Mm-hmm.